What's up, everybody? It is September 9th, 2020, Wednesday night here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. We are coming off of NXT, which was yesterday on its Super Tuesday, and AEW on its normal night here on Wednesday. AEW Dynamite, we're gonna, is what we're going to talk about first. Being joined, as always, by the mayor, Mr. BP, Matt Morgan. Matt, how you doing? Tired. What's up, you guys? How are you? Good to have you. And uh, our newest addition. Uh, it's starting, it's not, I really can't say new anymore. He's starting to no. settle in. Starting to settle in. He's, he's just part of the gang. Uh, he is current uh, professional wrestler. See him in a town near you, Mr. Sam Madonna. Sam, what's up, man? Not a whole lot. Happy to be here once again. And uh, yeah, I don't think I'm new anymore. This is like my fifth week already. So I'm falling into the groove of things. Yeah, new car smell is gone. Yeah, that sucks. Put one of those little mint trees on the... Now Now I can't make as many mistakes. You know, Now people will <laughs> start judging me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, let's jump right into it. Uh, this is, of course, AEW Dynamite coming off of a, an all-out show. I didn't get to talk to either of you guys on the air with All Out, but obviously, it certainly seemed like it was maybe the most criticized AEW show. Uh, we'll see Definitely. where we'll see where parts of that might come into play here, or they don't. We start out with a really pretty cool <laughs> opening, though. It's in the parking lot with Tony Schiavone, MJF, and Chris Jericho. Obviously, two notorious heels coming, meeting, giving compliment to each other. What each other's had to put up with. MJF, of course, is lost with Moxley. Jericho, uh, two losses now to Orange Cassidy, and just pleasantries all around. Going for a handshake, can't do that in a pandemic, so they give an elbow bump and then they walk away. And we get a split screen of both guys just shaking their head in disdain. Of one another, I thought this was just a, a, a fun way to start out with. With again, your, your two top heels. Yes, Matt? This, this was awesome. This, this was a great way to start the show. Very original too. I liked it. Sam, what do you think? I think it's always good when you have two of your top talents on camera at the same time. Uh, a lot of times, people are, are kind of pigeonholed into their feud. It's nice to just take a break from that. You know, do these these one off segments. The one that always comes to mind is the Rock and the Hurricane. It was there, and it's still oh, yeah. some of the best stuff you'll ever see. And it really yeah. didn't have any rhyme or reason. I think yeah. they're, still, they're still finding themselves, figuring out what they need to do, and I think it looked great. Yeah, and I agree. I think it's a great reference you make there, uh, a great point, obviously, of having two two stars. And th- this is one thing I do like. O- too often in AEW, uh, you know, everybody is in, like, a stable for the most part. Almost everybody is in a line. There's very few yes. people that stand alone. And yes. and even, th- even though MJF kind of ha- has Wardlow and he has his you know campaign posse and obviously Jericho with the inner circle, <laughs> I, li- I like the fact that – Here's your top two heels, and maybe in other professional wrestling bookings, they would always band together because on that side of the fence, I like the fact that they're both so egotistical and full of themselves that they would not even come to honestly giving a compliment to each other. Uh, you know, I, I love I love the shit grins on both of their faces doing this. I think, yeah. uh, in my opinion, I could be wrong, but I think due to some of the uh, the experience in Japan that these guys have, New Japan's big on having everybody in a faction. There's a uh, you know chaos and and a Bullet Club. Everybody's in a faction. I think that might be just some sort of booking preference that's, you know, from the influence of their experience. And I, I, I don't I don't think I really mind it. I think it's kind of cool that everybody has an allegiance. I think it feels a little bit bigger and it's a way to use that many people on a roster. It, it, yeah, I guess it's kind of like a like a Game of Thrones mentality, just kingdoms. And, <laughs> Tribes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I think. I don't know. Sometimes I think it gets worn off. I always criticize Survivor Series, but uh, nonetheless, AEW is doing the best they can, uh, really trying to establish all these different factions. Speaking of which, that takes us to our first opening tag match, and that is the Lucha Brothers uh, with Eddie Kingston, the Blade and the Butcher outside, up against uh, Jurassic Express, specifically Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. A uh, very good opening tag match. Uh, the underlying uh, point here is, if you're watching throughout the match, is Penta and his brother Phoenix are... You know, having having some disagreements at times, uh, so that's something to watch. And ultimately, due to a miscommunication, it ends up that Penta ends up uh, uh, 
uh, getting the, uh, throws Phoenix into Penta and, and takes a Canadian Destroyer, which I've never seen a Canadian Destroyer be done on somebody else's tag partner. I've never seen a, them That's attempt a, to do that. That is the most, I'm sorry. That is, this is where they get in trouble. And this is where <laughs> Jim Cornette is going to lose his shit uh, when he's covering the match because of the, the degree of cooperation that's involved in a lot of this stuff. Listen to me. It is impossible to do a misdirection spot with a <laughs> Canadian destroyer. Come on. But am I going to sit here and pretend I was not entertained by it? Nope, I was. Am I going to sit there and go, holy shit, I couldn't do that? Yep, I, I'm not going to say that either. Um, so bottom line is, I was still entertained, so I'm over it. And two, I only, I only care now to see how they get into a feud versus each other because I will pay money to watch those two wrestle each other seven days a fucking week. I will. Yeah. And that was the big thing coming out of this is obviously Jurassic, Jurassic Express gets the win, but they're off to the side. Yes. Uh, the, the brothers arguing. This was pretty long and drawn out. Eddie Kingston's trying to separate them. Uh, Butcher and Blade's trying to bring peace. But yeah, I mean, even when, even when they could have had the moment of the handshake, could have had the Owen Brett, we're going to try to get back together again. It was just more pushing and shoving. So yeah, it looks like a deep tag division. But because Sam, they, they're going to... Really quick before you go to Sam, is, is the thing with them, they should be the number one tag team in that whole entire division. But for whatever reason, they don't book them that way. So fine. If you break them up, I, I still, like I said, I look forward to seeing singles matches versus these two because they're freaking both ridiculous. Sam, you're familiar with both of these guys. I know you've uh, worked on many shows with them. I'm a big fan of... Uh, ever, ever since I saw Pentagon and Lucha Underground, I, I was hooked with him. What would you prefer? The Lucha Brothers tag team, or or, or you want to see these guys push the single stars? Penta as the heel, maybe, and, and Phoenix as the face. I like them as a tag team. However, uh, I love the fact that they are real-life brothers. That's something that you know has so much depth to it. There's so much mileage you can get out of it. There's so many feuds, opportunities, betrayals. Did you ever wrestle, did you ever wrestle your brother? Oh, yes, many times. Here at Pittsburgh, yes. just, just on an independent level. That's cool. I never but, that. but it's cool because there's so much you can do with that. Um, personally, Penta and Phoenix are two of my favorite wrestlers, two of my favorite people. Every time they're on the screen, uh, I think they're capable of elevating people to their level. Uh, but then again, that being said, their level is so high that, you know, those two alone in a ring is going to blow the roof off the place. Yeah. Um, there's just so much you can do. Um, it's nice to, in my opinion, cause I've still only watched a few weeks of these, uh, TV shows. It's nice to see them get a little bit more attention. You know, yes. I've only seen them in these four or five minutes, uh, four or five minute segments, Whatever they do, if, as long as the camera's on them more, I'm happy because they're just great guys and great wrestlers. So when AEW first started, uh, Sam, they were featured, like especially Penta. He was like, I would say, easily one of their top five acts for sure. Um, and then they brought his brother in, and they were like the top tag team with Bucks, right? And we had some seriously crazy tag matches yeah. like, <laughs> off the wall. Oh, my God. And then all of a sudden, they stopped, like, I guess with the pandemic, I think when that hit, I would say, maybe because of travel issues. They, they were gone for, for several months. Yeah, right. okay. yeah, That's what happened. And then that's really, and then they kind of been dropped down. Well, I think how they've been booking them as a tag team. I think those two in particular could be uh, accredited for a lot of the independent wrestling success in the last three or four years. Uh, I think, you know, they were so, they, they're so unique when they came out on Lucha Underground and people were just fascinated by them. Um, it, it, 
when they, they got came, me to watch the show, Penta got me to watch that show. I never would have watched. Exactly. Yeah. When they came to your town, they looked so good on a poster. And you've seen the videos of them. I think that's why a lot of these independent companies got traction because wherever they were at, you know, those independents were selling out, which is, I mean, these guys are just assets. They're great to have on the, the TV show. And I think it's awesome that they're going to be, you know, featured a little bit more. And, and Penta, you can book, as we saw with TNA, you can book them as a main event singles act. Yeah, you can. He has yeah. so much charisma. It's ridiculous how much charisma this guy has. It's always funny to me, though, because uh, it's not just uh, most most people get the idea that Lucha Libre is all about the fast paced stuff and everything. Right. Penta does dancing and does a hand symbol, and he's more over than anybody. So it's the most over thing there is. Exactly. They all chant it. They all chant yeah. it. Yeah, and I think one of the things with that also plays in a favor, especially for Pentagon, particularly, and, and Sam, you said how they really kind of took off working all around the United States is uh, they're not that exposed in the sense of kayfabe. Like, and I guess part of this is I know Mexican wrestlers are, are protected a little bit more with masks and names, mm-hmm. but it's not like there's not videos out there of Penta with his right. mask off, right. doing doing it, doing a TikTok dance. <laughs> and, you know, there's not all this, you know, there's not a, I mean, we know he has a brother and we know that he comes from a wrestling family and Sam, you might know more and you don't have to break their, break their kayfabe. But I, I like the fact that there's still a little bit of mystery to them, which I think is cool. It's funny because last week I was flying to Dallas and I'm walking through Dallas airport and I'm walking by the terminal that says Mexico City. And I'm just looking just to see if anyone's going back. And sure as hell, Penta was sitting there. So I went and had breakfast with him. But I could <laughs> I could barely recognize him because he had his COVID mask on. And I had mine on. So it was like, is that him? I didn't know if I wanted to say hi, but it was cool to see him for you. Yeah. Sam, has he has has Penta ever cut a promo in English in, on the, in the U.S.? I don't. I've never spoken to Penta in English. I know okay. I know his brother speaks very good English, and, and we speak uh, in English when, when I talk to Phoenix, but I've never never heard Penta speaks English. I've only ever spoke oh. Spanish with him. So as far as I know, I don't think he does. Do you think that would stand in the way at all of him getting pushed as a single star well, on absolutely AEW? Absolutely not. Absolutely no, not. go back and watch TNA. I'm being serious. He had a very good main event run, and he yeah. did the, his promos, what we see him do in Mexico, actually. I, I think it's it's almost more difficult to be able to, to exude that much charisma in a mask. And when you can be that over in a mask and not speak, I mean, there's something special there. The guy Incredibly cool. special. Yes. Yeah. People understand what a harness that mask is yeah. um, for body language, especially facials. We don't get to see his facials, but we do because he's so over the top uh, uh, with his body language that you do know his expressions without having to see them. It's It's absurd. If you were to write this on paper, I'd say, nope, that is impossible to do. Nobody could do it, including Rey Mysterio, I would even say. This guy does it. Very good. Just a reminder, if you guys have any uh, Super Chat comments that you want to uh, <laughs> put forth to the money for the Bank of Raj, you please. 20, 20 bucks, 25 bucks. <laughs> you can do that. We'll, uh, we'll get them up as long as they are within bounds of appropriate. All right, we get a uh, backstage promo of Jake Roberts and Lance Archer standing somewhere in the rain. Uh, Jake Roberts doing the talking as he does. Uh, basically, it's all about uh, all about building Archer uh, to challenge John Moxley, and we would find out later in the night that October 14th, I believe, that episode is going to be marking the one-year anniversary of AEW Dynamite on TNT, and it's going to be built around Moxley being challenged for the title, assuming he still has it, obviously, uh, by Lance Archer. So that's the next program for John Moxley. 
Coming up next, we did a poll earlier today on the Wrestling Inc. Daily, the daily podcast that I was on with Wrestling Inc. Uh, and the it was what are, you, what are you most looking forward to for Dynamite? And there's a couple options, and also a write-in option, and far and beyond the number one option voted by fans today was the Matt Hardy segment of of Matt Hardy's going to speak. What's he going to say? Just a little context for anybody who's missed out. Matt Hardy was in a match against Sammy Guevara. If he at AEW was all out last Saturday, if he loses, he leaves AEW. Uh, and they were on a they did a spot there on top of a scissor lift. Guevara spears them. They're supposed to go through two tables. They kind of overshot, and Hardy lands. His head lands brutally on the concrete. Uh, he looks bad. Looked like he was badly injured. Match goes on. He ends up winning, but it was just a, an ugly picture. And then after the match, or after the show, rather, Tony, call, Tony Khan on his uh, media call stated that Matt, they checked on Matt. He was not, con- you know, he's not concussed, and he was able to keep going. <coughs> He said he's able to keep going. Matt's very outspoken and passionate wife, uh, Rebby Hardy. She has a different side of the story uh, if you look at her Twitter. Uh, so a lot of controversy going into this. So Matt comes out comes out to great reaction from the uh, fans that are there and the limited capacity. And basically says he suffered a scary fall. He, he's he's recovering. He's not cleared yet, but he's going to get healthy. He's going to get cleared. Uh, Rebby and their, young, their newborn is actually in the crowd. He points them out, declares his love, says sorry to his family, sorry to his fans for scaring them uh basically notes his few that Guevara is over and so he's going to get back to being a uh, Matt Hardy and he's going to try to get ready to chase for his first AEW title so um uh, Matt what did you how did this promo come off to you given given the circumstances it was a nice touch with his family being there I thought um but uh I I don't I'll be honest I I don't know how to see past letting 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 him go that night um and I know what he's supposed to do, jump in front of him. Or, you know what I mean, when he's trying to go back to rest. I don't know. I just know that to lie, I, I'm having a hard time swallowing the lie that he wasn't concussed. Even though I like Tony Khan, and I don't think he's the type to do it. So maybe he was just misinformed, I'm hoping. You know what I mean, by the doctor. I don't know. What the, I feel like I should make an excuse for him. Because Tony's not that type. He's very forward-thinking. He's, he's about giving these wrestlers and worry about their health. He's not your prototypical P.T. Barnum booker or 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 owner he's not um but that's why i was so disappointed with that so no matter what matt came out and said all i'm gonna keep remembering was that incident from this week because it's still fresh in my head right so uh, overall it's just another reset for matt i think it hurts him obviously but what are you supposed to do he's messed up he's hurt but it's another restart it's like a three it's like a third or fourth restart for him so you know fingers crossed he's able to get on track eventually and use some of that cra- crazy creativity that he has. The roster will be smart to be picking his brain. I'll be flying him out every week, no matter what, whether he can't go. And these guys need to be picking, these girls need to be picking his brain. Sam? Um, I, I just, I, I don't know. It felt like an apology <coughs> to me. I don't know what he was apologizing for. Like, I understand there was an accident. <laughs> there was a, it was a bump, but it felt like I, I got the impression that it was a public apology. And, and like, almost I on mean, behalf of AEW, it felt, exactly. like. it felt like he was apologizing for AEW. And I mean, he worked his ass off. Okay, whether yeah. he stopped it or not, I mean, he's still a performer. And, it, it, mm-hmm. and, and I don't know. I, I it just felt like an apology. I didn't know what I was watching. So I mean, I don't know enough <laughs> about his history, where it's going, what's happening. I don't know if if people are mad at him or something. <clears throat> I just I don't know what it was. So. No, they're mad at yeah. AEW. Yeah, it, it came. This definitely came off as a. Whether he wanted to or whether, of course, he's told to, 
this came off as he was trying to get heat off the company. Well, the, and yes. the thing um, is, a, a guy like, I mean, Matt Hardy's been around forever and done everything. And like, you know, I don't think there's anybody in that company that's going to argue with him. If he says, no, we're fine, you, you say you're fine, you know? So, yeah. again, I didn't know what enough about it, but I just, it made me like uneasy. Like, are, is, is someone in trouble? Is this bad? What's happening? So, it, 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 this is certainly the biggest PR slip <clears throat> AEW's had up to this point. AEW's been pretty transparent and have handled things a lot, really well in, the, in their. Can you explain around. Then? Well, well, so the so the issue is that, you know, again, it looked like obviously it looked like that that should have been a situation that's at spot. Okay, we need to stop it. Matt is clearly not yes. fit to continue this match. Obviously, yes. I know from a booking standpoint, if he loses, he has to leave AEW. Just throw him on top. Have Guevara slip on a banana peel like like Owen Hart did when Austin had to roll him up after Austin got dropped on his head. Have Sammy slip on a banana peel and just no, drop no, Matt on him. Not, if you got to count not, three. No, not even. They were fine stopping it where they did because everyone saw what a crazy blow that was. Okay, um, so they were fine stopping it there. They didn't. They, 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 uh, the, the, the thing that has so much heat here, Sam, is that again, during the after show, and we all went and saw it, we saw Matt. Matt could stand up. He was stumbling on himself. He was knocked out on his feet. Not, he wasn't home. Definitely concussed. Even non doctors like us could see it from a mile away. Right. All right. So when, when the owner comes on and talks about uh, in the after show, saying that he was not concussed. All right. And then you have his wife on Twitter going, what the fuck? Yes, he was concussed. Don't be lying about my man. Um, tonight, okay, ha- okay. Ha- having, having her and the kid there was a huge, hey, Matt, do us a big favor. Get us out of this fucking shithole we're in right now. Get us out of this ditch, brother. And okay, that uh, makes sense. I understand. In a, in a way, they're using their family to do it, too. Like, I guess it's supposed to be okay with the family. The family being present, that means they forgive them, too, I guess, the AEW. I don't know. So if they've forgiven them, that means we should. Okay. I understand. If the, if yeah. the Hardys have forgiven them, we should. Yeah. Is what Rebbe that was, was sold to me as. Yeah, Rebby was very outspoken, saying, like, you know, basically, like, he obviously has a concussion, and he ended up going to the hospital. And and, but, and also, what's 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 conflicting here is, uh, you know, AEW said he was fine. He was able to continue the match. Well, then you have Matt come out here and blatantly say, I am not cleared and I have to go get healthy. So he right there is contradicting what we were told was the reason for allowing the match to continue in the first place. So, um, but another, but, another, another reason why wrestling was much more fun before the internet and we all knew everything. Yes. <laughs> you know, way, so much way more fun, way better. <laughs> Ignorance is bliss. It really is. Seriously. But the re- but but the reason I brought up when I introduced the segment, I brought up that poll that we put up earlier today on Twitter that, that this was the most anticipated, at least by the sample size of who voted, the most anticipated segment is I feel like this is a bit of a letdown. I feel like fans either wanted Matt Hardy to go out there and shoot or they wanted some, st- you know, Sammy to come out. They wanted just a storyline to continue. And the fact that it was very, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, don't be mad at AEW and then he leaves. I feel like some people, are, I feel like it's going to be well, a letdown to people. What was he going to shoot on, though? What was uh, he going to say? You can't have an angle with a company. So what's he going to say? Tony Khan, you lied, Zach. Shit, I did have a concussion. I think. <laughs> I think. Screw you for not caring about my health. Okay, from reading the that, social, when's that match going to happen? From reading the social media comments, I think people wanted an Austin Vince. I think they. I think they wanted them to turn this into a story. Is what uh, it could you out. imagine Tony Khan wrestling? <laughs> I was going to say, how long no, until no. he takes a position as a on-screen talent? Mm, he hasn't I feel yet. Like, I feel like it's. I don't know. I just think you know a lot of a lot of people in that position would like that opportunity to have some fun with it. So I, I feel like it's probably going to come sometime soon. Eventually, Dixie, Dixie couldn't pass that up, and she swore she never wanted to do it. 
Uh, Elizabeth Fox, $4.99 Super Chat. Thank you. Uh, Miro slash Rusev debuting tonight. Yes, we'll get to that in a minute. Debuting tonight was crazy. I texted my mom. Yes. She and I are both wrestling fans. She was like, oh, wow. In my opinion, WWE is in trouble with this. Uh, yeah, we'll get to his comments uh, talking about shooting. Uh, we'll get to that here in just a moment. I think we had another Super Chat. I'm trying to find it. Uh, there we go. Justin Lopez, $10 Super Chat. Thing is, Tony Khan is an NFL owner, and the NFL has been taking the proper precautions for years yes. to prevent concussions at CT. He should know better and stop the match. Interesting angle to take there. The that, that's NFL. why. That's why I, I am I trying to defend Tony Khan. I don't work there. I'm not being paid anything to do this, but he's usually in front of all this stuff. He is. So I'm surprised. I almost think he. You know what I mean? The doctor somehow had it wrong, or he was lied to. I don't know. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like Tony Khan to lie, but he did. So I don't get it. Do you get this, man? Next up, Angelico up against Orange Cassidy. That's right, a straight-up one-on-one Orange Cassidy match. Uh, Orange Cassidy uh, gets the win, and um, it, he gets it with the Orange Punch. And, and I mean, Matt, this this is... I mean, let's, push. Oh, yeah, Orange Cassidy's being pushed as a singles babyface here. Push to the moon. Yep. What do I say? <laughs> I don't know. Sam, are you an Orange Cassidy fan? Uh, yeah, I have no problem with him. I think it's just funny, his, his little mannerisms and nuances. that They're very relatable. Everybody knows somebody that's done everything he's done at some point <laughs> in their life. Um, I was excited to see Angelico. Uh, he's one of my best friends. He's actually one of the reasons why I ended up in Mexico. And it was nice seeing him actually be able to thrive in a singles position. Because from what I understand, people know him as his you know, insane tag team with Jack Evans. Yeah. But he he was busting out some classic lucha that's I mean you never see on American television. So happy to see him. Um, you know, just awesome, fun. Is his, body the, is his body the shits? Why does he cover up his upper body? Who? Uh, and Helico? No, uh, he had, he didn't have a shirt on tonight, did he? He took it off after his entrance, I think. Oh, okay, my bad. When when they first came in, him and Jack both generally wore like these long sleeves. Tight, well, tight shirts. It's weird because in Mexico, they don't like it, it's not as it, it is aesthetic as far as the masks and costumes go. But like not a lot of guys, physique. a lot of the guys are bodybuilders all year long. So if they have one weekend where they don't feel like themselves, they'll wrestle with a t shirt on. Or and, and it's so uh, funny because you'll see these guys with these big elaborate costumes and then they'll have a t shirt on. I'm assuming it's probably something he, uh, he picked up down there, you know, whether he's feeling insecure. Because he, he's, he's, he's a good looking, I don't know if he's a kid or how old he is, but he's a good looking talent. Like he looks yeah. like a star. Yeah, for sure. It, it was just, uh, I don't know why he does it, but I, I think he's got all the tools to be something special. And he's tall. He's yeah, taller he, versus yeah. these other ones. I don't know if I don't know if 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 he signed to AEW or if he's just making some what? appearance. Yeah, he's signed. He's been he's signed? Okay, yeah. okay. I didn't know for sure if he was signed. Sometimes hard to keep track. They bring don't a lot of people hot, in and out. Matt. Don't get hot. Matt. He's don't, definitely don't. signed. You're angry, Jesus. He's got done jabroning. This kid who's been there for no, the first I wasn't jabroning. Wondering if he's under contract yeah. or not. I didn't I even meant... think of that. Yeah, screw you, Justin. God, no, no, that's that's not a, that's not a knock on him. That's saying I'm wondering if he's signed. They bring in a lot of talent. We see open invitations. Don't don't now you're gonna get heat. With the, me with him, I don't. I'm that's just not back what I'm here. I'm just back here <laughs> stir, stirring my pot with you guys. <laughs> you God, how do you say shit stir in Spanish? Good lord. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, after the match, uh, Santana and Ortiz come out. They attack Orange Cassidy, and then uh, Chuck and and Trent come out. Uh, so they challenge uh, next week to Pride and Powerful a parking lot match. Of course, this all starts over trashing one mom's van. Yes. That's what I, it is, man. I, I finally see your point on that today because I didn't see it last week. I didn't uh, didn't know about the the mom van or whatever. I guess it's just like an inside joke or something. I don't know, but it's 
I don't know if that's just like really cool or really corny or what they're going for. I, I guess I'm still too blind to that. Like I said, I'm not buying a T-shirt of a dude riding to the show in his mom's van. <laughs> Unless his mom's really hot. <laughs> Unless it's like Stacy's mom or something. There you go. Stacy's mom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Matt, I'll be interested to get your take on this one. We get backstage. Alex Marvez, he's trying to get an interview with the young bucks. He uh, is outside of the dressing room door, and uh, the door opens up, and Matt and Nick just super kick him. And, and just angrily shut the door, no comment, nothing. So, Matt, your boys, some 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 heel action here. I mean, I'm I'm happy for them. I'm happy to see them do something different. To me, they've always been the most proverbial babyface tag team there could be. Right, nothing but great high spots. Athletic is crap. Innovative is crap. They're exciting to watch. They scream babyface tag team. Yeah. Um, but. I mean, for their betterment of their careers, having this opportunity to finally be, you know, a heel again, it's been years since they've had a chance to do it. You know, in, in Japan, to be fair, I mean, just going around crotch, doing crotch chops and whatnot is not really getting an opportunity to cut heel promos, even though they did in their big group settings with the Bullet Club, they did. Um, but on their own, you know, they're going to have to carry the weight and, and I'm excited for them. Um, so I like this. We got a super chat here of a uh, steezy preezy. Who is that Alex guy though? The commentator that kicked. Where is he from? What's his backstory? He, I believe, is a serious XM guy. I, I think he's a football analyst, uh, NFL analyst. I think he's had some. He's, he's done some crossover with them. He's been there with them for quite a while. But I think is that's he where local? he got. Is he local to the Jacksonville market? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I, I, like I said, I think he had a serious XM show in the NFL, but I don't think I don't think it's a Jacksonville thing. I think. Uh, a little bit of a crossover mainstream, but he's again, he's been with them for since I can remember Dynamite coming on the air. Okay, uh, another super chat here, Steezy Preezy, four dollars 99 People wanted Brody to squash Dustin, that was the main event tonight. Uh, I wanted to squash Dustin, but love how much they gave Dustin tonight. He deserves it. Miro promo was dope, looks like a legit star. Yeah, let's talk about the man they will f- refer to as Miro. So we come up the next segment, Kip Sabian. He's going to reveal who the best man is he's out there with his girl, Penelope Ford. Uh, kicks Tony Schiavone out the ring. All right, so who's the best man going to be? And out comes a big guy named Puff. Uh, well, no, it turns out he just he he told Puff he he's a he's a he's a he's a good guy. He appreciates him subscribing to his Twitch channel, but you're not the best man. Second attempt for the best man. Here comes Brian Pillman Jr. Sabian says, "No, you've been bugging me. You've been bugging me. I just had to get you off my back." I text and said, "You're the best, comma man." Kicks him out the back on Pillman Jr.'s birthday. Finally, he gets the real introduction for who the best man is. And out comes the best man, the Bulgarian beast, as they refer to him on commentary, the man known as Miro, formerly Rusev in WWE. Rusev, uh, from to get used to this, Miro grabs the mic, has a great response, even gets a holy shit chant from, again, the limited capacity audience. I can only imagine what an arena fool would have sounded like. He's out there. He's pumped up. Uh, he's playing into the, 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 the chants. And uh, he cuts a promo and uh, t- two, two notable quotes. One quote being elite recognizes elite. Because uh, he is now there in AEW, and the other one being, for the last ten years, he's lived in the same house with a glass ceiling, with an imaginary brass ring, and he says, "And you can grab that brass, you can take that brass ring, and you can shove it up your ass." Obviously, a reference <laughs> to WWE. So, Miro is uh, all elite. Uh, Matt Morgan, your, your thoughts on this one? <clears throat> this was great. This was awesome. This is where it sucks not having arenas with full of fans because they would have lost their 
stuff tonight watching this, you know? And I think we all watching at home did. Um, this was their biggest get that they could have got of all the released talents from WWE recently, um, my opinion. And uh, I'm, again, excited to see what he's going to do with this opportunity. Sam? I, I was so happy to see him. He's one of my favorite people on earth. Uh, he was an FCW with me, and he was actually one of the guys that I spent more time with than anybody. Like outside, we lived really close to each other. We're always hanging out. Just a, a fantastic person. But more so than anything, is uh, people don't know how capable this guy is of just tearing the house down. Um, he was uh, Rusev for so long, but I never knew him as Rusev. I knew him a year before he became Rusev, and he was just wrestling these fantastic matches. He's 10 times more agile than anybody has any idea. He was trained by Gangrel and uh, Rikishi, so he knows work. I mean, I think it's going to be great for him. But overall, as a segment, I thought it was really cool because – they drew that out so long that you knew something cool was going to happen. They did a really good job of just teasing. No, it's not him. It's not him. You know, by the time they got to that announcement, you knew it was going to be a debut, which was pretty cool. So I'm just happy to see him there. And uh, I love that he bleached his hair. He looks badass, and I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah, I've always been a fan of this guy since I became aware of him, obviously, after you, Sam. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, I thought I thought he did great as the old-fashioned foreign heel. I mean, he got to he work, did. you know, he got to work a, 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 you know, a mania match with, 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 with John Cena. Um, that's very he, nice too, because nobody really gets angry at Bulgarians. So like, that's, that's not a stereotype <laughs> that they have to stay away from, you know? So well, they, for a while, they tried to say he was from Russia and they would put the Putin stuff yeah. up and, uh, and okay. then they went back to the Bulgaria when, again, when, I missed, I missed all that. Yeah. You, yeah. Mi- you missed his feud with Cena? Uh, yeah, I just yeah. didn't see much of it. Yeah. So, like, he they did a great job for what it's worth bringing him in as Rusev and um, him with Lana. Even Lana, I thought, did a remarkable job. They were Dra- Drago and, uh, yes. Drago and, and it was well, it was well done. Everybody gets the gimmick, therefore, it's easy heat. Um, and he his stuff looks believable when he was putting it on Cena, you know, who a lot of talents are scared to get heat on and lay their stuff in with him. Um, he didn't. He was laying his stuff in, and, and I thought he got made, and the company failed him, like many other talents. They did, and then and then he gets into phenomenal shape. He drops some LBs. Yes. Um, and then, you know, the Rusev Day thing takes off, and I, got and I believe... Got over, got hugely over. And, and I think Miro said this just recently in an interview where he said Vince, Vince dismissed the Rusev Day chance. Vince's response to Miro was, they're mocking you. They're making fun of you. And he's like, well, then how is my number one T-shirt? How am I the number one T-shirt? And Vince, and he says Vince's response, I guess they didn't make enough shirts. <laughs> I mean, that's why they sold out. Like, so, I mean, yeah, this is, um, I, I'm happy to see this. I, I'll be curious, and this is just a side note for those who follow. Obviously, Dave Meltzer's a big fan of AEW, a big supporter, it would seem, and his coverage of it. Yeah. Uh, and Miro and, and Dave Meltzer have not gotten along recently online. Dave Meltzer right. put a report out claiming something about Lana. That it's course, Lana's fault, real quick, that it's Lana's fault that uh, WWE uh, cut everybody's uh, third-party opportunities to get paid, right? which is not true. It is not and, how it happened. And so Miro spoke up. He basically said, why do you make up so many lies? You think you're in the know. You make up so much. And he actually, I think he even said, I hope you burn in hell. Yes. So I don't think Miro's going to be, I don't think Miro's going to be feeding Uncle Dave much insider scoop from AEW. <laughs> Uh, this is a super chat I missed earlier, so it's a little. Uh, this was back when we were talking about a uh, Tony Khan versus Matt Hardy. Uh, Nightmare Knee says, "Please, Tony Khan, don't become Vince." I think that's what that was in reference to. And then I believe Nightmare Knee had one more. Uh, sorry, Nightmare Knee. Here we go. Yep, 
he then later said, you skipped my first chat. Well, there you go. Uh, but anywho, I'm happy to see Miro. Yes. So thank you again for the $5 there, Nightmare Knee. Sorry about missing that first one. Uh, another super chat coming in here. We got $10, uh, Dustin Eck. Confused on who's going to turn heel because AEW is building up Hangman to be heel, but now it looks like yep. they're building Omega and Bucks' heels. Cody yep. tees himself being heel uh, via his IG. Yeah, I guess Cody had an announcement they kept plugging after the show. I haven't seen oh, it, so Jesus. if anybody wants to I, I haven't either. And, and, and that reader, sorry, that reader, God, I'm old. Um, that super chatter is um, first time, long time. First long time, uh, first time caller, long time listener. Um, he's, he's spot on, though, because they do. They keep changing and, and for instance if the if the bucks are turning heel well then why didn't they write off with kenny at the end of the pay-per-view the other night into the sunset if you will uh into heel dumb because that's where kenny said he was going right there was no fm buds kenny was now heel um and the bucks didn't go with them do you know what i'm saying so like they do send these different messages on are these guys heels or are they not because for two to three weeks they are then there's a week where they're not and we're supposed to think the other person, it, it's all over the place. They've got to get, that's why I like the super kick tonight by both of them. They've got to continue on this path. Just straight heel, you know? Yeah. Um, so we'll get to that just in one second. We had another super chat coming in here. $5 from Justin Lopez. They're effing with you, Rusev. Vince on the crowd with Rusev. They said that was the quote. Um, whatever. All right, uh, Tony Schiavone doing a sit-down interview with Hangman Page. Uh, Hangman Page basically taking all the fault for why they lost, and he's lost his friends, and just a very woe-is-me kind of uh, kind of attitude. So keep that in mind for something we're going to see a little bit later on with uh, Omega in an interview. Okay, Next. and it makes him look like a puss. No offense. He ain't the reason why they lost. Kenny's the reason they lost. There's a misdirection. Kenny hit his partner. That's why they lost. $5 super chat coming in from Michael saying same old former WWE promo. Always the brass ring mirror will be a mid card again in a month and on and other wedding angle thought show was boring tonight. Ooh. Rather shooting over here. God, jeez, they give him a chance at least. Jeez. <sighs> yeah. All right. Well, so Michael's not impressed. Don't, don't be such a <laughs> negative Nancy, Michael. All right. Mm -hmm. Positive vibes only. You'd be surprised what they can accomplish. Uh, yeah, Nightmare Knee. This is a great time for wrestling. I'm so happy to see Matt smiling on Monday. He was over it. Five dollars. Yeah, Matt, Matt, you you were a little over it at at 11:30 on Monday night. Oh God, I hate Raw. I hate it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, Two dollars from Nia. Why does Miro look like a jacked Eminem? He does that, have the Eminem that old is fashioned good. slim that shady is hair. Changing his look. Fresh coat of uh, fresh coat of paint. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, next up, Chris Jericho and Jake Hager up against Sonny Kiss and Joey Janela. It's no DQ, no count-out match, which is basically every AEW match, but let's just call it that's yep. what it is here. Yep. Um, uh, again, for my money, this is longer than it needed to be. Well, but none real quick, tell them what happened. Sorry. Well, I'm not, I don't want to go through every damn mat move, but, I mean, they went back no, and forth. The, win, the winner and losers. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sonny Kiss is up to the top rope, um, getting ready to hit something onto Hager. Jericho sprays him with a fire extinguisher from the outside. Hager lifts up, plants Kiss to the mat, and then locks in the uh, head and arm submission. Referee counts to three. So Jake Hager gets the victory for the team via submission. After the match, Jericho cuts a promo and basically kind of declares that he and Hager are going for the tag titles. They're in an attack division. Um, so Jericho kind of done with his singles run for now. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't have predicted this, um, but no. this I think this is good. I mean, don't you? Because it, it opens up another spot in the singles. Right. And what else? Another 
another right. full, another heel. Yeah, I, think, I, mean, he, I think it just buys time eventually when you have a secondary uh, uh, chase for the tag belts. That's going to buy time for the Bucks. They're going to be able to build that long mm. if they get the FDR and the Bucks. Because if you have immediate threats already that are two of the top stars going after the tag belts, it's going to switch focus and you can still plant seeds. Uh, and, and, uh, and then that's my next question, though. Like, uh, FTR needs to be heel. They need to be a heel tag team. Uh, I mean, I, th- no? I think I think they're so good they can be circumstantial. I think they'll be heels most of the time, but whenever they're out there with Hager and uh, and Jericho, I think the you know the people are going to okay. buy the narrative that they're you know they're, they're just competitive. They're very good wrestlers. I was they impressed. Cut, that they cut Jer- the ring off though. You know what I mean? Though they true, cut the ring true. off and they do all these cool things as heel. I don't know. It was just nice, like seeing Jericho. I mean, he spent probably the first four minutes of the match in the ring, and that's always nice to see somebody that you know is willing to put in that work there. And it's, mm-hmm. I mean, he was cool. And I actually thought Sonny Kiss was awesome. Uh, I think this was because the first, he he is that was the He's first match of his I saw. Just everything about it was so cool. It was such a well done package, and just. I mean, he, he's a star. He, he reminds me kind of like Velveteen. Like I said, how much I like Velveteen on NXT. Everything about him is just polished and perfect. He looks like a million bucks. He moves like a million bucks. He, you know, the camera Completely just picks different. up everything about him. I really like him. Yep, I agree. Yeah, so it looks like if we're going to be losing one tag team in the Lucha Brothers, we're going to gain another tag team in Jericho and Hager in the division. So uh, the division stays mm. strong. And, and I mean, yeah, look, you know, Jericho, he was the first world champion. He held it for a while. I mean... Yeah, he he certainly had you know he got to, he got Orange Cassidy even more over. So I mean he's done his due already in a year as a single oh, star. So definitely, um, yeah, change it up. All right, we get backstage with MJF and his campaign crew, uh, and he basically <laughs> just berates everybody. And then finally, uh, the last one standing that he gets in the face of is Wardlow, and uh, <clears throat> he just 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 berating Wardlow. And and and, and again, there's some tease here of uh, of, yep. of of the eventual split. Uh, the, 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 here's the best thing I like about what happened here with Ian Wardlow. One thing they said that I think makes makes helps Wardlow is MJF says, "Remember, Tony Khan doesn't sign your checks. I sign your checks, which is a great out for why this big man would put up with so why much he shit has to take it. Of course, right. of course, yes. So. It was a great way to protect him while being berated versus not eating this kid for lunch. Right. You know, it was great. Sam, what do you think?" I just really hope they don't break that up just yet. I think they can get two or three years out of that. I always look back to Batista turning on Triple H and how long it took. It took so long, and the people wanted it. Just when they thought they were going to get it, you made them wait longer to the point where it was you know, a fever pitch. The, the, the water was boiling over. And then finally, when he turned babyface, Batista was a made man, a made babyface. I think MJF such a good heel that they could get the same thing out of Wardlow. I just don't want to see it end this quick. Seeing some of us with this. You're breaking up, brother. I know. Spinning wheels here. You're good now. You're back. Yeah. You see him? Uh, no, you're not. Justin. Yeah, I was going to say that was did weird. You, did, you hear, did you hear everything I said, Matt? Or was I cut out? Yeah. No, you're fine. Justin, don't go to super. Uh, people are gonna be pissed. Don't go to super chats then, because it's messing up your. Is that what it is? Yeah, I think so. Try not to do it. And see what happens. Also, I'm not sure what happened there. No, you're frozen still. I mean, I, I could sing a song if you want. <laughs> yes, let's, we do. Let's let's tell stories about the road, man. Huh? 
<laughs> what do we do now with no Justin? You know Silvano from Italy, right? <laughs> yes. Silvano, Iron Man, we love you. We got great, great stories for him, I'm sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we're moving forward or not. Do you have notes with you? <laughs> from the matches? No. <laughs> yeah. He'll come yeah. back on. So he's just resetting it. Um, no, I'm just saying, dude. I think I think Wardlow. I just I think he has so much to offer. He can be something good. They just have to take their time. Uh, I think one thing about like modern wrestling is it's so fast paced. They don't let anything marinate. And like if you look if you look back at '80s wrestling, a turn would take a year and so, a half. And I agree with my for my fandom. I much prefer that. I personally, yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. But I go back to Daniel Bryan. Do you remember when it was taking forever to turn him and like the fans were getting so irate about it? I don't right? remember that. I, I hadn't seen uh, that one. Yeah. What is he doing? Hang on. Guys, stay here. I don't know what happened. We just got connected. It says my internet just went down. What? No, brother. Get back on. Guys, we <laughs> have no we have no way of answering your texts or questions, so we can just talk about uh, uh I mean wrestling. I think I I hang on. I think I can do do me a favor, if you could, Sam. Mm-hmm. Go on to. If you have, do you have another? Do you have any other access to like a computer? Am I don't. Any? Not right now. Okay. Okay. Let me. Because hmm. I can do this chat. I can get into the chat here. Yeah, I have no way to get any of that. I can just keep people entertained by talking about random old wrestling. <laughs> yeah, if we could even answer questions, it'd be better. I mean. All right, so can you see me, Sam? I see you fine. Yeah. All right, cool. So I, I I can't see you guys because I'm in the chats. But uh, all right, Sam and Sam and Matt show tonight. People are there. Right we now. go. Well, we got them back. <laughs> uh, talk about the show. Gee, thanks, Tim. No shit. <laughs> all right, is Justin back? There we go. Okay. Okay, we we lost you. We were we were getting ready to call an audible. Count. Yeah. All right. So really quick, counting sheep's being a smartass. He wrote. Matt feels too uncomfortable talking to Sam alone. Ha ha. No, you idiot. I've known Sam for like 15 years. So yeah, screw okay. yourself, Canning Sheep. And I know his whole family. So I actually, think it's, I think it's I'm been probably, exactly 15 years. I'm probably more comfortable talking to Sam than anyone else on this show. So shut up. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I'm glad to see that. Uh, the, glad to see. And, and now he's getting cut out again. Oh, there. Yes, Justin, go no chats. Go right into the show. Next match. Quit. If you could. He looks like a MySpace profile picture from 2001. <laughs> He's frozen and pixely. Can you hear me now? Yeah. I can, can hear right. you. I'd say my internet's bouncing. I don't know why. I'm five minutes from my router. All right. Or five feet from my router. All right. Next up, we get FTR in the ring, and they basically are uh, just roasting uh, the rest of the tag division, at least some of it that's out ringside. Uh, great heel stuff here. Uh, as they're just uh, ripping up on everybody, yeah. uh, establishing themselves that they are uh, they are the heels, they are the champs, and ultimately it ends with um, uh, the Jurassic Express getting in the ring and uh, and Punk in the Mountain dumping some ice on them. So it looks like that's going to be the first challengers for uh, FTR as champions. You guys good with that being the first feud for them? I don't think it Ooh. needs to be a feud. I, I think I don't think anything needs to be a feud. Right. Just have matches, you know. I, I'm a big fan of how it used to be, where you had your TV was a lot of. Uh, Preliminary matches or job matches, if you will, where there's yes. you know people roll through people. If you have fifteen strong teams beating non-strong teams, you're excited to see two strong teams fight at the pay per view. So I mean, I, I get it because everybody wants more action now, but uh, I don't but, think it needs uh, to be a feud. 
Yeah, even if it's a few, like a few minute feature match, so what? Right, right. You know, and then it will mean more when they wrestle people that are actually really, you know, going to give them a run for their money. Next up, Taz on commentary, and uh, all of a sudden here comes Darby Allen's music, but it's Ricky Starks coming out doing another Darby Allen impression. I uh, don't so, get yeah. that, but continue. Sorry. Yeah, yeah I, I don't understand that. Not much more to say. <laughs> Why are they doing an impression of him? I don't. I don't know. Well, they're mocking him. It's not really that funny, but um, I don't. I don't I, I'm not. I don't know. He did it one time. I thought it failed. Um, I like Ricky Starks. He's a great young talent too, for the record. Um, but uh, they're still trying to fit, find his footing there because it doesn't. Him with Taz and Brian Cage doesn't naturally fit because Ricky Starks is an incredibly flamboyant, cocky mother effort. If you let him do his thing. You know, and he's got his own gimmick, and it works. I think he's incredibly entertaining. NWA, he proved it. Um, but I feel like he's being harnessed a little bit right now, and they're still figuring out who he is. The company, I mean. Say, so yeah, Sam, what do you think of Ricky Starks? Oh, I, this was this was the first time I ever saw him cut a promo. I've seen like clips of him, and it just looks like a million bucks. I was really impressed by the way he talked. I didn't get anything about the uh, the Darby Allen impression, but I, I even said to my girlfriend, I was like, this guy is actually really good. So. That's all I got out of that. I don't know context, but I like him a lot. Ty Conti up against Nyla Rose, and they noted uh, Conti just signed an AEW deal officially today. We've seen her a little bit before. Uh, Good for her. I think she was one of the talents that was with NXT earlier this year. They got released um, earlier in 2020, so she's the newest, her along with Miro, newest members of the roster. Um, What was her name in NXT? I think it was the same thing. I think it was Ty Conti. Oh, I'm sorry. I think. Somebody can correct me on that if I'm wrong. Uh, this match, it was long enough for them to go, I believe, to picture-in-picture picture in the commercial. Uh, but at the, end the, at the end of the match, obviously, the, the point being uh, uh, Nyla, Nyla, Nyla Rose, Rose. Uh, hitting her with the beast bomb, so she gets the victory as as she should. Uh, post-match, Vicky Guerrero on the mic with a normal excuse me gimmick. Basically says, we're not going anywhere. Uh, Rose is here to run the division. Uh, Sheeta comes out with a kendo stick. <laughs> to stop her from uh, doing anything more. Um, and I don't, I'll say this with Conti. Either she's a really, uh, she definitely did the little things that make you think, oh, a wrestler's not selling. The wrestler's actually hurt. She had, I don't know if she actually is. I hope she's not. She she had, after the match, she's pulling the knee pad down. She's wincing on the knee. So, I don't, again, if, if it was if, if she's not hurt, which I hope that's the case, legitimately, great sell job. Right. Uh, otherwise, uh, she, you know, hopefully everything's okay there. So something I was kept. This was good. Know. This was great though. The moral of the story: Nyla looked like a beast, like she needs to, because she is the real deal. Um, I love Vicky with her. It only only impressed. Nyla could cut great promos, so she doesn't need someone to talk for her. But that's not what this is. She just gets instantly more heat on her with Vicky out there, and it works. I like it. Matt, to answer your question, in the chat room saying uh, she went by Tanera Conti, so they just shortened it to to, oh, to okay. Thank you, chat room. To your time. All right, um, so let me get Jim Ross. He does a sit-down with Kenny Omega. Totally different kind of vibe than, other than what Hangman had, where Hangman was very woe as me. Omega basically uh, short of the long of it, saying, you know, you, he's, been, he's been wrestling for 20 years. You win belts, you lose belts. He says, you know, he tried doing his, what, his thing in the tag division for the last year in AEW, but he thinks it's time that he goes back to doing uh, maybe what he does best, and that's just being a single star. So looks like uh, singles star Kenny Omega and... Probably heel Kenny Omega uh, coming to an AEW screen near you, Matt. I know you're an Omega fan, so that's got to sit well with you, right? <laughs> you kid. Um, <laughs> but his, I work on, his wrestling, I'm a huge fan, definitely. 
um, uh, after this pay-per-view, I, I, uh, this past uh, Saturday, Sam, I was just going off the rails about his, 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 his facials, his acting. It's, and I hate saying it cause I'm a fan of his work. It's terrible. It's God awful. And it's distracting. Um, from how good in the ring he is at times. So I hope he finds his footing. I do. I hope he finds it. And he, what's funny is with he does the opposite. Usually you can't get enough talents yeah. to go big enough with their animation, with their facials, their body language, their the whole package. He goes way past, too far, yeah. right? So like he needs to be just wound up a little bit, tightened up a little bit with and and, and let more subtleties subtleties do more of the talking for him with his body language. Less is more. And I don't mean his moves. I don't mean any of that. I just mean the in-between shit, in-between the moves, less is more for him. Sure. And I hope he'll figure that out. Sam, have you ever worked Omega? No, no. I've actually <coughs> never even met him in person. He's one of about five people left that I've never met. So, uh, yeah, I've watched his matches. Incredible what he does. So uh, I'd like to meet him and work with him sometime. But, I mean, I, he's just got a track record that speaks for itself. I think it would definitely be fair, coming off of what Matt said. Uh, I think it would definitely be fair to say that he he's had a, he's had a tougher he's had a, he's had a, a more noticeable struggle of 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 getting over with an American TV audience on American TV coming from Japan than maybe some other guys have, or just other parts of the world. It does seem like you know, obviously, I know he was a, a really big star in Japan, but it does feel like he there was a lot of stock and hype of oh, he's going to be one of the cornerstones of AEW. And that, to a lot was, of what Matt said, he was coming into this bigger than Cody, in my opinion. Out of the elite crew, he was slightly ahead of Cody, in my opinion, because he was coming out of the, the New Japan Dome, all these great matches. Um, so, because of that, because he was so freaking high up, best wrestler in the world, Mister Six, what six or seven star match, like, like, come on, he had a huge, huge like ceiling he pushed past, and uh, out of the elite crew i would say has been the most underwhelming with aew thus far but i'm hoping he's able to find it because his once the bell rings i love watching his shit i'm not gonna say i don't i do uh steezy preezy 499 only thing that sucks about the stack tag team division is that some great teams have to take constant l's how do you book around that enhancement talent yeah <laughs> oh yeah i just think that's i think they're they've been around since the 30s yeah of wrestling, use them. I see nothing wrong, especially yeah, same thing. AEW Dark. How many guys are trying to get their positions and would gladly be yeah. in for this every week? There could be four of them every episode. Two hit three moves, wow. car, cut a promo, and go home. But dude, wrestling. So, dude, do you remember when, when, like in the eighties, like the on Saturday mornings, the Killer Bees would be out there? And you thought it was a big deal. You got to see the Killer Bees wrestle against no name talent. You didn't care. Yep. You were excited you got CPRBs. Keeps everyone over, and then you could do your, you know, three different house show circuits because you have, instead of having 80 guys contracted, you have 80 guys that are over, and you can have them divided amongst, you know, five towns. Big difference between what he just said right there, folks. Big, huge difference of being over, 80 towns that are over versus just 80 towns that are booked. In. Yeah, that's a big difference. Well, yeah, from the booking, just I mean, just imagine if WWE went back to that a little bit more. You know, we, if WWE went back a little bit more, we wouldn't have to see the same match three weeks in a row. It's like that's that, that's just one of my things. And again, I, I just I feel like wrestling was never broken. You know, why it wasn't because it wasn't. Yeah, so it was so much better. 
like I said, my, my entire career is based on old stuff that still works. There's so many things that we can still be doing. but And you do crazy athletic shit that fits today's wrestling genre. So it can be done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. They run down a lot of what we can have to look forward to on the next episode of Dynamite. Here's a note, though, for all you AW fans. They don't even know when next week's Dynamite's going to be <laughs> because with the NBA playoffs and not knowing how long a series might go, it might be Wednesday, it might be Thursday. So follow along uh, on AEW social media or just have it on your DVR saved and it'll automatically record when it when it needs to. So we don't even know when we're talking about AEW next week. So stay tuned. Uh, we go into the main event of the night. It is a TNT Championship match with the champion Brody Lee being challenged uh, by Cody's uh, half-brother Dustin Rhodes uh, for the TNT Championship here. This was a, a good match. This, this, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. Obviously, I did not. I had very little thought of okay, Brody's not dropping this title, but I will give them credit that there were there were some really good spots during the match where I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Like Dustin's got it, or or credit to Brody timing the timing the the, the the false finish. So uh, this was an entertaining match at the end. Uh, ultimately, uh, super kick, super kick, spinning lariat, uh, spinning yeah, spinning discus lariat. Uh, Brody Lee gets the victory. Yeah. Uh, Dark Order stands I- tall over top of Dustin and company. <laughs> Can I just say something? Has has Dustin Rhodes so far yet, yet with AEW, had an unentertaining match that you did not fully buy into? I, I'm yet to see it. He his, all of his matches are frigging awesome. awesome. He's like he's like your age, Matt, isn't he? I mean, the way he moves still, like he's mid forties, right? I'm forty three. I think isn't he fifty? No, so you're my, early forties. Sorry, I'm aging you. Uh, let me see. No, well, I'm forty four tomorrow. Tomorrow's my birthday. Happy. Happy birthday. Thank oh, you. happy birthday. Um, but seriously, I want to say he's 50, no? Let's see here. Dustin Rhodes. Because I was a little kid when he was on TV wrestling. He is. He turned 51 this year. Come mm-hmm. on. That's crazy. That's how amazing he is. There's no substitute for experience, and he shows it every time he's in the ring. Golly. Uh, this match, I mean, it was short and sweet, but this match is everything I need out of pro wrestling. Uh, I like bigger guys. I think it's cool when you have two big guys in the ring. Dustin's six six. Brody Lee is six eight. You know, two big guys in the ring. When the ring looks small surrounding them, there's something about it. Um, one cool. thing that they're doing with this t- the television title that I like, and this I could be wrong because I haven't seen enough of it, but they're actually booking the television title like it was intended on being booked. It's the main event for the TV show, and it's your best match on the show for your TV audience. And then, you know, beyond that, maybe the best matches are going to be at the pay-per-view, but it's a definitive cap at the end of the, uh, a TV show. Yeah. And the last thing that I absolutely adored is just characters. I go back to it all the time about them being comic book characters. I just like, you should be able to look at a picture of a guy and assume, you know, and be able to think of any of their daily activities, what it's like while they're doing it. I mean, that gold dust, or the, the you know, Dustin Rhodes character looks so cool. It literally looks something out of a Spawn cartoon. And, and uh, you know, Brody Lee could be a villain in any Marvel, Capcom, video game, or comic ever. So uh, that just had, that match had it all for me. Indeed. Uh, quick shout out given to you. Sam Badonis needs to make AEW debut. So. <laughs> yes, I agree. One of these days, maybe. All right, uh, I know some. I know some, and I know some bigger NXT fans are gonna be mad, but I'm gonna we'll, we'll just focus real quick on on the two high spots of of NXT to talk about as we're uh, winding down the night here, and we have two quick news headlines we'll touch on. So NXT Super <laughs> Tuesday follow up to the uh, four way Ironman match that ended in a tie. So now we have to get a follow up between the two who tied, which was Finn Balor and Adam Cole. 
there's no surprise here. Great match. These two can't put on a bad match. That they, they, you could they could go in there blindfolded and it's going to work out. Uh, ultimately, though, Finn Balor gets the win, so he is your new NXT World Champion. This is the first world title he's held under the WWE umbrella since he won the inaugural Universal title, which of course he had to vacate a day later because he got injured winning it. So, uh, Matt Morgan, uh, Finn coming back to NXT was supposed to re-energize his career. I think it kind of, eh, 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 but this this now NXT putting putting the title on him uh, in the absence of Karrion Cross. You like it? Uh, I for him personally, yes, I do. I hope it's something that re- reinvigorates him, you know, and, and he, I don't, I don't know what he's really missing. He's been in the business forever and uh, he's an incredible talent. Um, character wise, I, I'm still a fan of the darn demon. I didn't like that they got rid of it to begin with. So every time I watch, I'm like, why can't he just be the demon doing this? Just because it gave him, it gave him a huge layer and difference yeah. that made him different than everybody else. And it was money, but I think for as big of an advantage as the demon alter ego was, is also the biggest derail because he only would pull it out on payoff that matches. That was or the big, problem. They big pay, he right? Should have been in every match. Is right. what I was saying. Because right, he pulled out for the big pay per view matches, the big payoffs, and what would happen is the demon was so interesting with with the look and the entrance and everything, and even the change in the music. They kept it, giving us Bruce Banner after that. It, Nobody yeah, wants then, to see Bruce Banner. Then you get Finn, the Hulk. right. Then you get Finn Balor, and I'm like, eh. and I hate. Not, that's not it, fair to him. But. It made him look like, you know, Coca-Cola light versus, yeah. you know, what, what Diet Coke of what he originally is, which isn't fair because I'm sorry, Finn Balor is Finn Balor is, is really good. But be introduced the demon character. If you're going to do that, I would have continued with it. But that's what I think every time I watch, I'm like, oh, they're sitting on this gold mine. Why didn't they stop it? You know, but I hope I hope nothing but great things for him. He's a good, great, great guy. And I uh, hope he finds his footing with uh this uh uh title uh neo dropping in a two dollar super chat saying kenny omega missed oh, the for sure yeah. for sure for sure <laughs> what does that mean uh spirit fingers what do you mean what do i mean what do you mean sam it's Adonis? that bad it can't be that bad what do you mean i i always hate <laughs> my thing that i hate he does i hate the little little pump up he has to do every time he's he points to the guy and he has to do a little pump up before he hits the rope like stop that just no then he points to the ropes in case you were confused that he was going to hit the different set of ropes <laughs> right. i still feel like i'm over here stirring a pot somehow you know <laughs> I'm all fired up. no the super chat person's stirring it up um all right sam any thoughts on finn uh getting put with the title uh, it's it's probably completely unrelated, but I think it might, in my opinion, it looks like uh, it just goes to this Wednesday night crowd. Uh, the, a lot of the Wednesday night fans are the ones that follow wrestling on every level. Um, and a lot of the wrestling fans that are watching on Wednesday nights had no New Japan. Uh, a lot of AEW's roster is you know, from New Japan. But before New Japan blew up in, in the United States, the guy, the only one that anybody knew was Finn Balor. So he's there kind of carrying one torch, whereas you have Omega and the Young Bucks and Cody on the other side. I think it's just, uh, I see why it is. I see, you know, those, those Wednesday night fans, uh, it seems to be up their alley. So I have no problem with it. He's a hell of a talent and a wonderful human being. And, I mean, hopefully he just, you know, makes the most of it and has fun with it. Uh, Black Saw, Johnny Hex, 499, saying, I went to high school with Skylar Moore. Um, Who is yes. that? 
She is one of the female talents that you can see at ringside. She's had some dark matches at AEW. She's actually from Pittsburgh here. I've uh, I met Skylar. She went down. I think she got trained. I think she trained with the Dudleys, I believe. Yeah. Um, so shout out to her for... Uh, hi, Skylar. Yeah, hi, Skylar. All right. Uh, it should be noted, too, later in the show in NXT, Adam Cole, did a, they called up with him for a post-match promo, and he had a babyface vibe to him. He gave praise to Finn. It definitely did not heal it up, so perhaps they're they're positioning again Adam for a babyface run for the future here. All right, in the main event, I'll, I'll note on a steel cage match, really good match. Mercedes Martinez of the Robert Stone brand up against Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley got a win, which she certainly needed to, and she got a yes, win and, and a, a great finish. Yep. Uh, she hits a super riptide from the top rope Crazy. through the table. So Crazy. great spot. Rhea getting a much needed win yep. uh, against Martinez, who they try to quickly g- g- tell you is credible. Uh, yep. To make it mean something here, uh, so Matt, I know you're already you're already a fan of this. Uh, so this this is good. Love this. This is my favorite match on the. That's saying a lot, but that was my favorite match on NXT. Um, I love uh, Mercedes Martinez. Love her. Um, she has worked. Oh my! I say it every show. She's worked her butt off for so many years, so many years, and always getting near that opportunity, and something would happen, and never really get it, and. Uh, Oh, they brought her in for the May Young, right? Remember? She did yeah. really good. She got over. And then, you know, something happened. She wasn't there. She didn't get signed. Um, but she went to AEW for a minute. Thought things were going to be great there. She stood, she stood out in that all-women's battle royal, the first one. She stood out. And everyone wanted her back. But something happened. She didn't really come back. So it's great to see her get her footing. She is a stud in every sense of the word. I'm not happy to see her lose, obviously. But by the same token, she put in a great, st- a great match tonight. And I love Rhea Ripley. Love Rhea Ripley. She is the truth. <laughs> Sam, you got to, did you get to see this match? Yes, I, I, I'm right there with you, Matt. I love both of these girls. Like I said, I saw Rhea Ripley. I was instantly a fan with her WrestleMania match. Charlotte. So good. So and good. I've, I've loved Mercedes Martinez for years as well. I think she was kind of the head of the, <coughs> the women's revolution, if you will. She was one of the only ones doing it back in around 2002, 2003. And she's worked her ass off, these girls. I mean, they're two of the toughest wrestlers in the business, period. And they worked their asses off. I mean, it was dramatic. I thought Robert Stone was so funny. He's great. <laughs> I think he should, you know, he's he's somebody that I, I still can't quite figure out why he never became a major star. Because he has right. all. Right. Uh, you know, yeah. he, he comes from an era a little bit where, where he would have been considered small. But I think in today's yep. era, where everyone's small. I mean, he'd have been the most animated guy out there and should be a star. He's yep. got like the stable of people. He's got like starting to give me a Bobby Heenan vibe, the comedy and the Heenan exactly. guys. Everything about that was fun yesterday. Uh, uh, it, I, I actually didn't even realize it was on until uh, <coughs> the opening match, but uh, I was able to catch it and enjoy the show. And yeah. he's, he's that character, right? He's that, he's that cartoon character or that definitive character that you see him, you know exactly what he's about and what, you know, what his motivations are right away just from looking at him. Yeah, and I don't know what the back to Mercedes real quick. I don't know what you know everything Matt kind of outlined her timeline. I don't know what the reasons and everything you know AEW for a minute, but I mean I I definitely think it's it's great that she's in NXT because I mean I think she's right around forty years old or she's not there yet, and so get you know let let her let her contribute to the women's division while she can, and then I think she could be somebody who could be a huge asset to the performance center for them for the for the women. Are you um, kidding me? Yes. Yeah, so. So that was NXT. Uh, some yes. super chats to get to here. Uh, Black Black Saul Johnny Hex again. Four ninety nine. How cool to be Ruby Riot and Shotzi Blackheart as the Punk Rockers. They certainly they would match. They would match absolutely. Uh, another super chat. Uh, oh, where did it go? Come here. 
There it is. Uh, this one coming from Tina Miller. $10, Tina. Hey, Tina. How do you all feel about guys with alter egos using the same finisher as their normal characters? Fiend using Sister Abigail, Demon using the Cougar. Uh, always thought they should do something different. Interesting question there. Okay. Wait, Fiend using Sister Abigail. Oh, I see. And how Bray Wyatt also uses it. And, you know, even when Finn is the demon, he does the same finish. No. So that's... Maybe I should, but I haven't really. It didn't make me think anything different. I don't know. I like uh, I like whenever there's not necessarily a set finishing move. I like when any you know you have four or five things that can win a match because not every baseball game is one with a walk off home run. You know you kind of have to have variety there. So I like yeah. when every once in a while you know you might do a elbow drop from the top or a clothesline or yeah I like some of those Japanese finishes that are kind of nuts. But again I'm weirder than most people and I've just watched too much of this stuff. Sam, what's in your finishing repertoire right now? 450 splash. That's that's. But I only this, do that. I only do that when I'm uh, when when I have the fans' adulation on my side. If people are booing me, I don't have the energy or courage to do it. I usually just punch and kick and use steel chairs. And folks, I've seen this 450 in person many times. This dude is six foot four, and he's doing a 450. Yep. Incredible. Pretty well. Right. Thank you. Thank you for the, uh, the the kind words. I appreciate it, Justin. Yeah, I'll put you over a little bit. Hey. All right. So that was AEW and NXT this week. Uh, real quick, two other headlines we'll get to, and then we will uh, call it bedtime. Uh, Monday, obviously Labor Day, but it, uh, we had Monday Night Raw. They did go down. We had seen them trending a little upwards as since they moved into the Thunderdome. This one down. The show drew an average of one point seven two five million. <laughs> That is down 9% from the 1.896 of the, of the previous week. And I'll just say this. Uh, obviously, don't want to see them going down. And next Monday will be the first Monday they have the NFL back. And, of course, this is the NFL in a time of no hardly any fans live, in, in, depending on what stadium you're in. They also are going to be contest, contending with the NBA playoffs. So they are going to have, for the first time in a while uh, since this pandemic started, some serious sports competition on Monday night. So uh, it would be interesting to watch the numbers there. Um, Super chat real quick. Johnny Hex again. Thank you, 499. I miss the WWE Raw across the nation theme. What were your favorite so- favorite theme songs from Raw? Oh, good God. It's been so many of them. Uh, I, I did know. not even know that was the name of their opening theme. Yeah. they. I, yeah. I don't know any of their names. I, I, I couldn't tell you. I, I love the old, when, when, when back in the Attitude Era, when it was broken up to where the first part of Raw was, was Raw is War and the last hour was War Zone. I love like the Oh yeah, Me, all yeah. them, all them fighting, and there's like on a roof, and cannons are going off, and Austin's walking through fire. Fire. I, yeah, I like yeah, the Saturday cool. Night's main event entrance. Oh, and the music. Okay, I take it back. That music was great. Good stuff back then. Yeah, or the SummerSlam one from '88. It was all like trumpets and horns and stuff. It was great. Oh man, I gotta go back and watch it. <laughs> right. yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, you're fine. And finally, uh, some news. Uh, WWE's lawyer, Jerry McDivitt, sent this out to everybody. Uh, WWE uh, has been dealing for a while. They've been uh, on, the, on the receiving end of a clash action lawsuit uh, from a lot of former wrestlers. Uh, the, the lawyer leading the, the charge, Constantine Kairos, both names spelled with a K. Sounds like something right out of the random name generator, generator for <laughs> an enhancement talent. Uh, but they've been uh, all, all, all around CTE, all around that. And uh, basically, the Second Circuit Court of Appeals today affirmed the dismissal of all the CTE cases filed against WWE by Kairos. The court also um, uh, also ruling that Ky- that Kairos is going to have to uh, pay some money 
uh, to WWE uh, based on uh, uh, based on the claims being dismissed. You can read in full right, in good legal detail on Wrestling Inc. But uh, bottom line, WWE gets a big win out of this. Not only are they getting the case against them dismissed about the CET from former talent, but they also are going to get some money uh, for the trouble. So you, you really can't win any bigger than that in terms of uh, the situation here. So. Uh, that is that. Uh, we got one more super chat before we get out of here. John Cena's bald spot, five dollars. I wish you guys <laughs> could just cover Monday Night Football on Monday and forget about the snooze fest. That please, please tell me when Brady is on Monday night. This I think the Steelers are on Monday night, Sam. When Tampa Bay play, oh, I'd rather see Brady than the Steelers, but <laughs> I'm, I'm focused on my Washington, not Redskins, on Sunday. What are they called this year? Just the Washington football team. <laughs> true story uh, obviously I, i've been uh, people that really follow this pod, I, I grew up in the dc area i've been a skins fan all my life or a washington football fan all my life when this pandemic hit and i didn't want to wear the old-fashioned just medical mask or whatever so i went out and bought like masks online for my favorite sports teams i got like a bunch of redskins masks back order because pandemic they show up two and a half months later after i pay out the ass to order for them literally four days later the team officially Change the names. Now I have all this stuff that says Redskins, and I don't know if I'm offending somebody if I go and wear you it out in public. You can't now. wear it no more. You can't wear it no more. <sighs> the life <laughs> I live in. Uh, Johnny Hex, 499. Did you see Matt's wife? I'm assuming he means Matt Hardy. Confirmed yeah. a concussion. Tony said he did. Yeah, that, that, I mean, that's, that's what we were talking about earlier. It's, it's you know, yeah, a lot of controversy there. But uh, at the end of the day, as long as Matt's going to be okay, that's the most important thing here. Uh, Matt Morgan, put yourself over. Good night, folks. They know where to reach me at on Twitter, Instagram. There you know. Oh, he's so it's so second nature. We all know how to get a hold of the blueprint, Matt Morgan. They do. You are a mayor, though. You have to be. You have to be access accessible. What, what, you want me to plug my city commission meeting tomorrow night, folks, at six p.m. Here yes. What's, on, you get, you what's on the agenda? Out? What's on the agenda for the meeting? <laughs> Joined via Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> we would you like it on Facebook Live if you wanted to. We would like that to our city. No big deal. We're the first city in the north southeast region to have our commission meetings streamed on Facebook Live so all of our residents can see what's going on in their own backyard on the decisions we make. You're an innovator. For For real. Yeah. We would like to see the documented minutes from that meeting. uh, (laughs) You guys are the worst. (laughs) (laughs) All right, fine. Here's here's a pro. Here's a Sam, pro, take it away. Here's a pro who do it. <laughs> Sam Adonis, put yourself over. Uh, well, I have to do it because no one else does. So uh, <laughs> you can get me on social media at Real Sam Adonis right there. Um, I'm coming up this weekend. I'm in Pittsburgh. Following weekend, Chicago. October 3rd, Salt Lake City. October 10th, West Virginia. November 26th, Lubbock, Texas. All over the place doing my thing. Uh, there's videos online where you can see me do that 450 that Justin was talking about. So check me out, and hopefully I get to see some of you guys soon. There it is. Go see the 450 in person if the crowd is in the palm of his hands. Get in the palm of his hands. I'm Justin Labar. Uh, I'll be on the Wrestling Inc. Daily tomorrow, Busted Open Radio Friday morning. Uh, so hit the follow button there. I'll talk to you all then. Thank you for joining. Sorry for the technical issues earlier on. Thanks for the super chats. Raj appreciates it. Have a good night. <laughs> see you guys. Good night, guys. Good job.